Are you ready to do this? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Calvary Cast, a podcast from Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the Great Commission. Hello, listeners of the Calvary Cast. Welcome to, I think this is the 49th episode of the Calvary Cast. Wow, that is really something. Hold on, I gotta check that now that I just said that. We're close. We're close to 50. We're almost at a golden anniversary of podcasts. Let's see. Oh, this is insightful right now uh we're 48 wow okay this will be 48 or we've had this is 48 this is 48 so in two more we'll have to do a 50th celebration maybe we could do a best of did you take some of them out though you've taken out podcasts right we got complaints about one and you Uh, no i've not taken any well i've taken them out but i haven't changed the numbering oh i see and I haven't. There's only one that I get that we I took down, okay. and it wasn't because of anything. Offensive. I sometimes wonder if we shouldn't go back and take out the breathing heavy first. Yeah, ones the first or, one. Because here's what here. If you look at, I mean, this is. I'm sure our people are so enthralled to listen to this. Uh, if you look at like the plays, we're in the tens on mm-hmm. most of these podcasts. Mm-hmm. After the first one, everybody goes and listens to the first one. They're like, I can't do this. Right. I think that's one of the problems. It's terrible. So mm-hmm. maybe we should. We should probably edit out this entire conversation. I would imagine this is probably another reason we're only in the tank <laughs> for our listeners. <laughs> or maybe we need to go back to we we really put a lot of effort into making it funny in the beginning. Yeah, and it was good, and then we Bill left us and embalmed. Because people just want to be entertained. I mean, we just need to get with the That's program. That's problem, though. Yeah. So I've thought about a, a, a title for this podcast today and for our upcoming book. Oh, wow. New Year. New you. There you go. <laughs> well, we if it's for a new if it's for the new year, we better get to writing. <laughs> it's we for twenty twenty two. Oh, okay. Next year's right, the next new year. year. The new year. The new you. Right. Okay. Yeah. We we could go with Joel. Do like a Joel Osteen. I, that's style a, thing. just what I thought. I didn't say it, but I thought of that as soon as I heard that. This is okay. This is a, a request from our listeners. If we have any listeners that would be willing to spend their hard-earned money on the new Amazon Joel Osteen cube and send it to us, and then every episode we could have a little bit where we play it and we get the word of wisdom from Joel, and right. then we can just how much it. is it? More than I want to spend. Here's the thing. I think they should look for one used because I do not want to give uh, that's, Joel See, that's the, more my thing. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to like. It'd be fun to have. Let's Maybe be honest, if you're at Goodwill. If you're at Goodwill, and surely this one of these is going to end up It's going to show up at Goodwill eventually. You should buy it or we should Goodwill, buy it. Goodwill, garage sale, <laughs> Craigslist. Who knows? Good Amazon, or Joel Osteen. On Craigslist. Eventually, like people are just like, this is really stupid and I got to get rid of it. Kind of like this podcast intro is really stupid. I guess. So let's segue into our conversation. Although I already did with the new year, new you. The new year, new you. So this being the first podcast of 2021, we thought it'd be good to sit down and have a conversation on reflections from 2020 Mm -hmm. and things that we think we need to work on going Mm -hmm. forward in 2021, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. And, and maybe not just us giving, maybe what we're personally working on. Right. And then maybe um, 
oh, I don't know, some ideas of where Christians should be focused, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. for spiritually speaking. And as I, I thought about this, because, like, uh, New Year's, I don't think of myself as a New Year's resolution type of person. You know, I've resolved to go. But I do find it always helpful at the end of a year to look back on the prior year and to think about the year to come mm-hmm. and to say, did we learn anything? And I think 2020 right. especially, yeah, uh, because of it was a unique year. And the other thing that has struck me is just the common refrain I hear from people regarding 2020 and looking forward to 2021. Mm-hmm. So glad that year is done. Right. And so one of my thoughts is, is that the way we should be thinking about 2020 and 2021? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think, where this conversation goes. Uh, and, and some of my thoughts, and I don't know about your thoughts, are it's going to be broad level regarding the church and then also more... Uh, related to our local church and then personally as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, good. So let's start with uh, just some some reflections on 2020. Mm-hmm. What uh, what lessons did we learn? What things stood out to you uh, either as a whole regarding the church, um, our local church, or you personally? Right. Well, I have some answers to that. I'm trying to think of whether I'll bring up all of these because a lot of it, of course, is tied to what's happened with COVID-19. Yes. Um, and different things. So I have some personal opinions about some of that. Um, and let me just throw an example. I, I reflect on 2020 as an example. I never realized how much authority the governor has of your state mm. over your life to determine what you can do and what you can't do, those things. I think we learned a lot about um, definitions of freedom, okay. uh, redefining freedom, things like that. So there's some of those types of things that I learned. but Those uh, are more like governmental. Governmental, sure. yeah, the responses to COVID-19, mm-hmm. um, seeing people's reactions, mm-hmm. uh, looking at the way people are uh, very fearful. Um, so that you just stole like one of my reflections. I think one of the reflections is that we are a fear driven society and culture and it has crept into the church. Yeah. If you get people to think they might die or someone they love might die, they're pretty much willing to do whatever you tell them uh, to make that not happen. And I mean, I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong, but fear of death is, uh, the greatest fear human beings have. Yep. And, so and suffering, fear of suffering, suffering and death, and that's been clear, right? Mm-hmm. That's evident in our in our society. Nobody could deny that. Right. Um, so we look back on it though as uh, for so let's maybe maybe we should say though um, how I'm viewing it for Christian people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think it's been um, a year of testing, but also a year of seeing God's provision. If we're just talking about our church and this, mm-hmm. that's yeah. who listens to this, maybe some of the people from our church, God has provided for us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's protected our congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one member of our congregation pass away having tested positive for COVID mm-hmm. and that probably being what really spurred it on. And she was 90 years old mm-hmm. and, um, had other things as health well issues. going on, health issues, and hadn't been to church in a while. And, um, of course, that's sad to see her go, but God has protected all the people that were coming. Um, we've had many people get COVID, and yet he remained faithful. And he remained faithful to us with um, money. Yeah. I mean, we, we finished the year ahead of what we even projected we would, and... Um, 
He's just blessed us in that way. I, I look at those things and I say, look at what God yeah. has done. I think, honestly, when we have a year like we just did or a time period where we just did, I think it's helpful to be looking for evidences of God's faithfulness. Yes. Yeah, I think that, like, you can say, like, we learned the Lord provided. I can think back at the uh, what has been, like, March, April. We kind of put out a call to people in our church saying, hey, we think that or we knew that there were some financial constraints because of layoffs and job wages cut, and the people were so generous in giving towards those things that we have an abundance. We weren't even able to use it all, and the Lord also provided, and I think all those people have gotten their jobs back, and nobody's permanently lost. So, like, the Lord's provided, and so that's a lesson that we've learned, but we forget so quickly, too, that the Lord is gracious and provides yeah, so abundantly. Right. I think another lesson regarding our church is that we've learned to value face-to-face fellowship and worship more. You know, I heard from so many people when we were live streaming only, I can't wait till we can be back together. So I think that more people in our church value that in a way than they did before. And that's a that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing as well. And there, the people that still aren't back are from all, everything we know they want to be mm-hmm. and um and so that's helpful yeah i think it's just evidence that god you know uses hard times and difficult times to grow his people um you know whatever role the devil plays in covid-19 and the mm-hmm. response and the shutdown of churches and all that he didn't have the power to stop no. the progress of God's people, right? And we see that. Yeah, I think like that's a lesson you can learn too. Even through a pandemic, the church has not failed and will not fail. You know, yeah. I mean, we had to maybe stop ministering in a way that we were normally for a time, but even through that, we found ways to minister to one another. And uh, as soon as we can, we are back together and and things like that. And I think for us, it helped fine tune our thinking yeah. towards for yeah. leaders. By us, I mean leaders. Like fine tune, like when we think about the importance of the local church Mm -hmm. and we cannot just succumb to governmental regulations when they tell us to do something we, we know we shouldn't, or we know we should, you know, I mean, um, and so we've made decisions here Hmm. to keep services going. Even, even with, uh, greater COVID risks, but right. that's because it was affirmed to us from earlier when we stopped gathering right. and we said that wasn't good for the health of our people. No. And so, yeah, it, we, we learned the great importance of gathering regularly, even under dire circumstances. Right. And when it hit the community <clears throat> and when I started hearing that people at our church were getting, were testing positive, there was a, a an initial sense of panic, like, okay, right. we should shut this down. And I just didn't have peace about mm-hmm. that decision. I mean, I just really didn't. And then we talked about it and prayed about it, and we were like, no, let's let's keep it going. Yeah. Let's explain to everybody what's going on. They can make those decisions, but we need to have our services. And as soon as we made that decision, I felt light as a feather, yeah. you know, because I was like, okay, this is what we're supposed <laughs> right. to be doing. Yeah. And um, like I said, many of our people have gotten it, mm-hmm. um, younger and some older, mm-hmm. and they have all survived. Yeah. And just basically, um, matter of fact, I don't think we've had any membership in the hospital since it first started. And right. um, so God's been gracious yeah. in that way. And um, so that's that's been a good thing to yeah. see and helps us think through 
um, you know, the importance of local church and worship. Any um, reflections or observations maybe broader than our church? Like I have a few that I thought about, I think, in regards not just to our church, but maybe the church as a whole. Yeah, go for it. I'd like to hear okay. yours. Um, the one thing I, I thought about is there we we need to learn that there's uh, more room for different opinions on things like responses to COVID-19. And like I think those are mostly seen like in John MacArthur's response and like Mark Dever's response. Two totally different ways of, you know, John MacArthur just said, we're meeting the government. Doesn't matter what you say. We're going to continue to meet, and Mark Dever is in now in January, still meeting outside in Washington D.C. Yeah, and I don't know if either of them are wrong, uh, but yet we've kind of aligned ourselves on this is right or wrong, and I I guess it comes back to local churches need to make decisions for local churches, mm-hmm. and there needs to be some grace in that. I think the other thing too is that we have become uh, we've allowed ourselves as a church wholly to be polarized by secondary issues. And I think like the COVID responses to that. So we interpret, you know, things like wearing a mask as uh, if you want me to wear a mask, you must want to silence me and you don't want me to be free. And the other side is if you don't wear a mask, you hate me and want me to die. And I think those are just two polarizing extremes. And so I think maybe a thing that we should learn is that we need to have a little bit more graciousness towards each other in these things. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I think those are a couple things. Um, I, the other thing I've thought about, a lesson learned, if thinking about the, the church as a whole in the U.S., I think we've seen its first winnowing. Uh, if you look at the number, like the different Gallup or whoever does these surveys and asking about the number of people that went to church regularly before the pandemic and then have not returned and don't have any plans to, it's a pretty large percentage. And I think with the direction of where we could be headed as a country, uh, I think there will be further winnowing, um, and that was just kind of the first wave in a sense. So I think that's a lesson learned from 2020. We might look back in years to come and see that. I think we need that too because I I was actually just thinking of that this morning, and I can't remember if it was in in thinking about COVID-19 or what the context was, but... um, that the church is in some ways being purged and yes. And what's going to happen probably as we see politically, the direction of our nation is that Christians and Christianity are going to become, um, less and less Mm. popular. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, so that's going to alleviate a lot of the, what we would call nominal quote unquote professing Christians that just, pop in once in a while right. at an entertainment-driven church and do different things. But, oh, I know what it was. I saw um, my son had sent me a picture from the high school library of a a portion of the books, and they have, like, books now specifically marked that are LGBTQ-promoting mm-hmm. books. And, um, and I thought, that's in the public education... So I guess that just stemmed into thinking this is the direction we're going. Christians are going to be very mm-hmm. unpopular. And I thought this is actually good for Christianity, true Christianity and the and the church. Right. Because, you know, all of these churches out there 
um, are going to become less and less, hopefully, right? And that's what I, I think, think what so. you're going at. I There's a winnowing, right. a separating of the wheat from the chaff even right. now. Right. Um, because it, it's going to be costly to be a true Christian. Right. If the, the let me think about how to phrase this. If the fear of COVID or the government restrictions on COVID keep you from going to church now, what happens when they say you can't go to church just because it's illegal to go to church, period? Mm-hmm. Not just because they don't have the excuse of a pandemic. Where where are those people going to be? And I think in large part, some of them have been winnowed out now. Yeah, they're realizing they they like not going to yeah. church. And and that just reveals who they are. Right. So I think those are some of the things I, I had reflections on or thoughts about from 2020 as a whole. Yeah, and I think, you know, as a Christian, we can look back on 2020 and say, oh, I hated that year. Right. It was the worst year ever. The problem is um, the Bible tells us to rejoice in times yeah. of sor- right. suffering and trials. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just COVID-19. It was the political season that mm-hmm. brought that un- instability. And then in our church, many people walked through trials of... Really difficult trials. Difficult trials of all yeah. kinds. And we saw it. And so it's like, I know this is... This sounds counterintuitive, but the Bible teaches it. We're to rejoice in those trials mm. because when do we grow the most, honestly? When is God doing the most work in our hearts? It's usually when we. it's not feeling too good. Mm-hmm. It's usually when there's trial, pain, sorrow, suffering, um, and God is at work. I think you, if I had one encouragement to our people regarding, as you're listening to this and you're thinking back on 2020, maybe you're one of those people that walked through some really difficult seasons— I don't think a Christian's refrain should be what I'm seeing in the world. The 2020 was the worst year ever. I'm so glad it's over, and now 2021 is here, and it's all great. Maybe we've missed some of the lessons we were to learn, if that's our viewpoint on the last year. I agree. And Plus, it's naive. It's it is. not over. No. It's still going on, and it's going to be this way for a while. And so maybe the <laughs> the, uh, the position we need to adopt then is one of like a humble gratefulness to the Lord, a thankfulness to him in all situations of life, because the reality is 2020 continues. <laughs> if you put your hope in a certain president, if you put your hope in a, a vaccine, if you put your hope in a new year, yep. uh, you're going to be disappointed yep. all, in all those levels because our hope needs to be in the Lord. And again, he calls us to walk through suffering and trials. Yeah. This is what he's called us to do, and this is how he works in our hearts and lives. And um, we've, I think we've just come into a place where we've got to get rid of that they lived happily ever after mentality mm-hmm. and thinking that everything's always going to get better mm-hmm. um, because it often doesn't. Yeah. And um, that doesn't mean we're always doom and gloom people. It just means we accept the circumstances as ordained by God and we learn to rejoice in Him. Yes. Rejoice in the Lord always. And, and the changing circumstances of our lives, are, again, are reminders that this is not all that there is. And it, it does. It tears our grasp off of the things of this world and should reorient our focus on the Lord and on uh, His kingdom, things that ultimately matter. And so that's where often years like 2020 are good in a way because they, they do that for us. Mm-hmm. You know, your president isn't all he you think he is <laughs> the political leaders are not who you think they are uh your uh, toilet paper supply is not enough you can't put dependence in it you know all those different things are ripped from us and we we learn what dependence on the lord looks like uh so for 2021 moving forward any any thoughts on things that we need to cultivate or have we said them all 
Do you have any other thoughts on that? Well, I think we need to cultivate joy. Okay. Um, we talked about that um, Sunday in uh, the context of the wise men finding Jesus. And one of the marks of believers is joy. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Um, and our joy is to be in the Lord and not in circumstances or things happening. So we, we probably will have ample opportunity this year to cultivate true joy in the Lord. And, um, and so I think uh, working on that, uh, pursuing that, um, and, and also staying in His Word. I know we say this over and over again. As a matter of fact, this Sunday's message is all about the Word of God and the importance of it. But it's in His Word that you're going to cultivate your joy. Yeah. It's in His Word that you're going to find stability in unstable times. It's in His Word that you're going to get answers to yeah. the things you're walking through in your life and direction and wisdom. Um, so I, I can't, I don't think you can overestimate the importance of the word of God in a believer's life. Yeah. I think along with that joy, and I already mentioned it a little bit, but cultivating like gratefulness and thankfulness for all things. Mm-hmm. I think that that counteracts the, everything is terrible, <laughs> right? Because you, 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 you found joy or it, it's, uh, maybe I should put it this way. Is it easier to find joy when you're grateful and thankful for what the Lord has placed in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the absolutely. To be from that. Because not only are we told to rejoice in the Lord always, we're also told to, re- uh, to give thanks in all circumstances. Yeah. So that joy, that thanksgiving, they all go together. Um, and so it might be helpful to mm-hmm. sit down and, and as you're thinking through things, think about how the Lord's provided for you yeah. this year. Um, the uh, lessons you learned through the trials exactly. of 2020. And how he was there, whether you in the moments realized it or not, and he remains faithful to you. And and the reality is we need to cultivate that because the year ahead is not going to be all peaches and cream. No, it won't be. Um, right. I, I've, I'm studying Jeremiah right now to teach for our Old Testament survey, and I was reading, um, so Jeremiah was prophesying to Judah, the, the southern kingdom, just as they were about to go into exile and Babylon is the world power of the time that is uh, about to carry them away into captivity. And one commentator I was reading made the point that that Judah's eyes were fixed on Babylon and the biggest problem in their eyes was Babylon. And Jeremiah comes in to tell them that no Babylon's not your biggest problem. And so I think like for Christians as you enter 2021, uh Babylon <laughs> is not your biggest problem. COVID is not your biggest problem. Uh if, if so today it looks like the, it's going to be, you know, an all democratic controlled house Senate and presidency. Uh, the politicians are not your biggest problem. <laughs> there are, there are other things and the Lord is at work in all of those things and we can, we can trust him. So I think we need to learn that. The other thing I was thinking about was I think Christians now, and again, this goes to this whole conversation of, of difficulty that is coming and, um, the difficulty of being a Christian. Uh, Christians, now, you need to have a steely resolve to be faithful to the Word of God, no matter what it says. Because it's only going to become more and more difficult. And so resolve now that when the government says, I can't go to church, not just because of COVID, that you're not going to obey that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Resolve now to be uh, obedient to the Word of God, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even when it's um, difficult. Uh, resolve now to do that so that when that time comes, it's not even a question. 
Right. You can cultivate that resolve too. that, That's that uh, cultivate resolve and obedience in the little things. And then that grows and then you're able to obey in the big things. Yeah. Because um, we tend to disobey when obedience becomes uncomfortable. Yes. That could be applied to anything, even in temptation. And temptation becomes uncomfortable. And what do you do? You disobey yes, because it's, exactly. uh, you're uncomfortable now. So yeah, that's a good one to cultivate for this year, right? Think mm-hmm. about thinking about that, uh, cultivating that steely resolve, steely resolve. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's uh, good. The only other thing I thought about that I think the a lesson learned from 2020 and something I want to cultivate more in 2021 is a greater, uh, human relationships and fellowship. You know, we went how many weeks where we live streamed only didn't see hardly anybody. And then we had periods of time without small groups. We haven't had extra fellowship time outside of a Sunday morning on a church. And I miss that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that like we're meant to walk through difficult times with other people. And if you're not cultivating those relationships, if you're not, it's kind of a lonely place. (laughs) I mean, we're, we're walking with the Lord. The Lord is always with us, but he also gives us the grace of human relationships and interaction. And so I think we need to intentionally cultivate that because I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but dark days are (laughs) ahead, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we need to avail ourselves of all the means of grace that God has given us and human relationships are part of that. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Bonus question. Uh, we talk about reading our Bibles in the new year is a great time to start that. Uh, do you have a Bible reading plan you're using right now that you'd like to share with our loyal listeners? Well, I just finished up the Robert Murray McChain okay. one. You're doing four chapters a day, uh, one from each section of scripture. Okay. And, um, I think I had completed certain sections in that and start over. I don't even remember when I started it because I don't do by the calendar year necessarily. Okay, yeah. But right now I'm just reading um, a few chapters from the old, and then I'm reading through um, One Perfect Life, uh, mm. which is the compilation of the teachings of, uh, or the life and ministry of Jesus. All the Gospels kind of compiled into this harmony. So it's the Bible, yeah. and I just read that a little bit each day, and um, that's what I've just started. I would recommend, I just started, uh, it's called the Scripture Storyline. So actually, my sister and brother that live in Kansas City and sister-in-law, their pastor has now compiled it into a book. But you can go to their, they have a website. You can sign up for emails and send you daily emails. It gives you passages of Scripture to read, and it's done in a biblical theology way. So you're reading passages of Scripture that relate to one another. So uh, like day one, we read like Genesis 1, and you read like, was it Psalm 33 and Psalm 19 and various Psalms that all connect together about God's creative mm, work. That's really good. And it's really good. And then he has like a short uh, devotional kind of synopsis, just tying those passages together in the whole of scripture. So I'd highly recommend that you can buy the book. It's a little pricey. It's like 40 bucks for the book cause it's huge. Uh, but you can also get it for free just by going to, I think it's scripture or something like that. I'll put it in the, in the links for the folks. Yeah, that sounds great. So read your Bibles. Read your Bible and pray. And pray. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you will grow, grow, grow. And that's a good way to end the podcast. There you go. Well, thanks for listening to the Calvary Cast. We appreciate everyone who does listen. Uh, as always, you can reach out to us via email at thecalvarycast at gmail.com. If you're part of our church, come talk to us. Send us a text. Give us a phone call. Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of his people, and the great commission. So until next time. 